Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God. It's a Chad Dukes show. 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 I don't know that. When was the last time you think somebody, for just moments ago, referred to another human being as a dick face? It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. I must have broken a streak. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. Do you think anybody goes into businesses anymore or do they just sit out in front of them looking at their phones and their cars? There's about three of those people up in our parking garage right now. Some dude in a giant pickup truck pulled in in front of me and uh, I could tell he didn't know where he was going. And so I'm just waiting. I'm like, please, can you just can you just get the fuck out of the way? I'm like, I don't even care that you don't know where you're going. I do know where I'm going. Please let me park. And then he took, uh, you know, two minutes to slowly pull into a spot. And then I get all my shit and I put it in my backpack on and I'm walking in and he's just sitting in the fucking cab looking at his phone right next to another guy that's sitting in. The- what is that? What, what are, are Everyone can't just be killing time all the time. Like, what are they doing? Why aren't they at home? I don't know. Do people get places early just so they can sit and look at their phone in the car? I haven't experienced that until I have started really commuting to the Fairfax area, where it seems like, and especially this parking garage. Don't even bullshit me, dude. You live in Arlington. That's the king capital of fucking people sitting and looking at their phones, not communicating with each other. I'm not saying Arlington is great, but I'm saying Fairfax was the first that I've experienced just people not knowing what the hell they're doing. Well, not just that. I mean, we're just two separate issues we're talking about. You're correct. No one knows how to drive in this little town, uh, which is crazy because it's like, you know, what is it, an eighth of a mile? It's not big. Right. Um, I'm talking about the phone thing, though. I'm talking about every parking lot in America has a bunch of donkey dicks fucking sitting there looking at their phones instead of going into the business. Or I, I just don't understand. Like, what, what, what are you killing time for? I, I, I could get it if you were, like, sitting out in front of a barber shop, right? Right. Some place where you have an appointment, you get there a little bit early, doctor's office, something like that. But it's every goddamn parking lot in America. And there's no way that they're just pulling over because they don't want to use their phones while driving. Oh, absolutely not. Like, that's what a, a good person would, would think of that This chick, chicken Alexis d- damn near killed me twice. And I looked over because she kept drifting into my lane. And I think everybody glances at the phone, you know, brrr, goes off. You look to see who texts you or you check the, you know, ways or whatever. Yeah. She's just sitting there writing a text and she's driving with her knees down the road. I'm like, how have you made it this far? How the fuck? Oh, boy. Uh, it is the uh, it is the Chad Duke show. Beautiful. It's uh, the worst. Boy, February can. May I, Tor? Uh, Suck it from the back. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> just 
Is it? Could it be more hideous outside right now? It's been a very ugly week, and I like the overcast, but generally I do too. For what we need to do, it's been so heinous. Well, we gotta load up a fucking <laughs> bunch of shit and drive an hour out outside of town today. We're just gonna get rained on the whole time. At least it's fifty degrees. And it not. ain't fifty degrees. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not. Now it ain't thirty-two degrees, which right. I'm actually very grateful for. If it had to be between bitching about cold, dreary rain or bitching about six feet of snow, you know what side of the fucking argument i'm on but jesus christ is it bleak outside i uh, so i drank last night if i didn't drink last night i might not be here today and i, I you just you take that for whatever you want it for i don't give a fuck you judge your ass off i was sitting there staring at the wall i was staring at the fucking wall and i'm like i couldn't get motivated to do anything i'm like well, you know you could use this time to read a book or maybe go to the gym or do something productive and i just could not figure out a way to do anything and uh, I texted Ant-Man, and I was like, hey, man, you want to play some fucking video games or something? He goes, Jesus Christ, man, would you just have a fucking beer? <laughs> and I was like, Arr. So I had a, uh, I, 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 I did my first seltzer. I, I had a seltzer, uh, and I immediately felt better. Oh, I went in last night, too. I don't know if I went. Well, I drank 12 seltzers. Is that in? Same. Okay, all right. <laughs> the problem is, if I keep the 12 pack up in the fridge, uh-huh. I, I probably top out at six or seven. Right. But I carried it with me wherever I went. <laughs> now, I was doing all because this, we, we, we've been kind of swamped as of late. Oh, it's so, been a very hectic couple of weeks. So my, Actually, a whole month, if you think about it. My room has been a, a disaster. So last night I said, all right, I'm a drink. I'm a clean. Oh, and, really? And I just cleaned and I did laundry and I was just drinking well, stuff. That's pretty productive. Time. Yeah, I put on some old ONA and I was just doing laundry. That's fun. I, I do like that. <laughs> I fucking, uh, I was, uh, I was playing my, I was doing Chad Duke Show Gaming, and I was, uh, we were playing a King of the Hill, and I was like, boy, this is a lot of fun. Why am I having so much fun? I was like, oh, you've had four drinks. Because everything's more fun after you've had four drinks. <laughs> if someone's going to try to convince you to stop drinking, like, I get it. Again, I've said this. If you're waking up in your own vomit, you're missing work, you know, you fucking rob a liquor store, whatever it is, I understand that. But what is the argument, Tor? I didn't feel too good this morning. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh-huh. You know, had a bagel, a cup of coffee. Fucking, I can make it. It's not that big a deal. Right. What is the argument against on a Thursday night when they ain't shit to do, having a few beverages and everything getting better? What's the argument against it? I guess health reasons, right? And it, there is no argument when there's Thursday night football on. That's another thing, bro. That, that now, uh, yesterday I'm sitting down. The I'm lack wa- of football is killing me. That fucking all uh, Pro Bowl shit last night. I'm watching. I'm like, this is a kids show that I'm watching. Terrible. Oh, it was really fun looking at the uh, the Titans official Twitter. They're like, oh, defense representing at the Super uh, at the Pro Bowl. And I'm looking at it, and they're they're wearing Bengals uniforms. The AFC defense is sitting there. Where they're wearing orange and black uniforms. The team that eliminated them, they're wearing carbon copies of their uniforms. So I'm sitting here like, what the fuck am I gonna do? I can't just soberly. Watch this. That sucks. It's, it's, like, not, it's not football. Right. It's terrible. Yeah, I think that was probably Thursday. Like, my clock is tuned to be like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to get something to watch here. Right. Now, it's going to be shitty out and dark at 4 o'clock, and you're going to tell me I can't have a fucking drink? Fuck you. <laughs> dick face. <laughs> I hope that catches on. You think people start calling people dick faces I again? I think I was called it yesterday afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Was it by me? Yeah, I oh. think we might have been playing a game talking trash. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, so that's actually a good thing for us to bring up. Uh, my young Padawan learner here, Gigantor. Oh, it's the Chad Duke Show. Welcome in, everybody. <laughs> I'm getting into a bad habit. I'm, the formatics are just going to shit. I'm just going like, I mean, Rogan without all the listeners, just fucking starting the show. You know what I mean? Right. It's the Chad Duke Show. I'm Chad, and that is Gigantor right there. And this is our show. 
If you're listening to the free episode, there's not many of you. Um, that bummed me out the whole day after you told me that. I fucking... As soon as you told me how many listeners we have to this free episode, I was I was fucking operating under some delusion that a lot of people were checking it out. Luckily, I had the drinks after that, so I forgot about it uh, almost instantaneously. But if you're listening to this, you're one of the few, the proud. Um, we have an event on Saturday at Flying Ace Farm. It is uh, the Punt, Pass, and Kick All-Star Celebrity Chili Cook-Off All-You-Can-Eat Tubed Meats and NFL Blitz Tournament. That's right. All of that is happening. Uh, I don't know how. Somehow we always thus far tore, knock wood, have managed to pull this bullshit off. Right. On paper, it does sound rather daunting, does it not? A bit, but I got a text from Monk today. said, hey, I'm heading out to Mount Airy to pick up the sausages. Oh, what time do you get here? No, so that's, said, a good, that's a good so text said, to get. Sausages in transit. That's a good step. <laughs> Sam Harbaugh last night in the stream <laughs> no. told me he was going to eat 15 sausages. Is there any fucking chance? No. I don't know who these people. And then I think John Page said he's going to eat ten. These motherfuckers are going to eat three. Right. I mean, I guess maybe if you shed the bread, like if you don't grab a fucking bun, you can fit a few more in. That's un-American. I just, but I just don't. I, is anyone? Have you ever seen anyone other than you know Mark Chestnut? Is it Mark Chestnut? Who is it? Joey Chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Chestnut. Mark Chestnut is a country music singer. He's very good, by the way. You should check him out. Uh, or Kobayashi. Like maybe those guys can eat fifteen sausages. I don't know who our listeners think they are, but I do want to see them try. Um, anyway. It's not a sausage-eating competition. Oh, it if is. You're coming. No, it is. is it now? Until we get to 500, yes. Oh. I, Monk <laughs> threw down the fucking gauntlet, man. I don't want him taking a... Money Monk told us he ordered 500 sausages for the event. It's an all-you-can-eat tube-to-meat spectacular. I, I mean, I feel like we got to at least make a run at it. I, I think we will make a run at it, but is, I'll say this just specifically to Sam Harbaugh. You threw up outside of your car driving home from the uh, fortress. That's a great point. So we had two Budweisers and puked everywhere. Yeah, we can't have. Don't go getting sick out of no puking. All right, don't embarrass us, please. Just just enjoy yourself. How about have seven sausages? Yeah. If you think you can eat fifteen sausages, just have seven. You'll have done more than your fair share. There's sides too. And by the way, Giuseppe, I know he ain't gonna have one. He's just gonna sit there and eat mac and cheese the whole goddamn day. That's good mac and cheese. I understand that, but they're offering buns and mac and cheese. He's going to be making mac and cheese sandwiches. You know that he is. I know. Point being, let's circle all the way back around. Um, also, there's some advice I have to offer up to people. Uh-huh. There's a new uh, chunky uh, Campbell's chunky soup makes a new soup that is a chunky, spicy chicken noodle soup. Um, and, you know, chicken noodle soup is generally fairly bland. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah. But this one's good. It's got some heat to it. Um, and it's the chunky brand. So it actually, when you eat it, you kind of get a little bit full. So at night, I've been trying not to do the bit where uh, you eat a bunch of carbs and a bunch of bullshit. But I was starving. I'm like, what can I have? So I ate this big can of Campbell's chunky fucking soup right before I went to bed. Got up and my my asshole turned into one of those Tesla flamethrowers. It was just a fucking gong show, and it's still like it's it's haunting me right now. You know, how like a demon, like a ghost haunts a building, but a demon haunts a person. Like that's that's what I have going on right now, Tor, in my bowels. What do you mean it's disgusting? You think I, you think you're not having to live through it? That's gross. I told you that story to tell you this one. So. So Tor and I are up here in the Fortress of Solid Dudes on a Thursday, and uh, of course it is brought to you by uh, Money Monk's Monk's Barbecue at Percival. Absolutely delicious. So I think it's providing the eats out at Flying Ace Farm. Very excited. And uh, 
we had a bit of a, a problem because a listener was kind enough. I won't say his name because he's trying to do right by us. But yeah. I knew I should have known better. We had a listener volunteer to let us borrow their Nintendo 64 because we're doing this NFL Blitz tournament, and the goal was to get an arcade game. Couldn't put that together, but of course, I think most of our listeners are at least aware of the fact that NFL Blitz was a game that you could play on the Nintendo 64 as well. One of my favorites. So we had a, a listener was nice enough to lend us his Nintendo 64. Dropped it off up here at the Fortress, and right before he left, he said, oh, by the way, the port for the second controller sometimes doesn't work so you're gonna have to mess with it a little bit i think that was his exact word yeah i knew then tor we should have packed it up and said thanks so much take this with you we'll handle it from here because i think what happens is and it's it's to their credit people want to help but the worst thing that could possibly happen is that we're out there trying to hold a blitz tournament and we can't get the fucking secondary controller to work correct yeah that's a big part of it so yesterday, Tor and I go into the back, and the thing's sitting there, and we can't get the secondary controller to work. We can't get it to work. So now we're in a situation where I'm calling all over Northern Virginia to try and buy a new Nintendo 64, which you would think would be difficult to get. Uh, it was actually one phone call away, which is crazy. I gave Tor the credit card, went out and picked it up. Um, so we have a uh, – it was in the box, right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, – The OG box. Right. So – which is weird. It was there. I don't know who has a fucking keeps the box for Nintendo 64. And then there was one in a mint box. Was there really? Yeah. How much they want for that? $200 more. Yeah, that might be a good investment, man. I don't want to hold on to this anymore. Oh, thank you. Is that my credit card? It's stressing me out. You just had God, it in your hand? Terrifying. <laughs> is that the credit? Tor just put the credit card I just, on I the can't, table. I can't do it. Why'd that freak you out so much? I just, because if I lost it's. If you lost it? Yeah. Were you planning on losing it? No. Why would you lose it? I don't know. I'm cleaning my every every time I move something in my room. Last time I'm cleaning, I'm like, "Where's the card?" There's it. There's but the is card. it in your wallet? Uh, yeah. Well, then why wouldn't it just be in your wallet? I, just because. What do you mean, that bit chippy? <laughs> so yesterday, we're doing we're going through all that. We got the we got the new Nintendo 64. But at one point, Tor's up there jiggling the little fucking you know input for the controller, and he goes, "Dukes, it's working." And I said, "Holy shit, the shark is working. That's amazing." I said, have you ever played NFL Blitz before? He said, no, I haven't. Let's, let's fucking, let's dance. Let's dance, big man. <laughs> so we fire it up, and uh, I picked the Tennessee Oilers, helmed by uh, Steve McNair, and uh, Tor picked the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. quarterbacked by one Chris Chandler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot wheels. And uh, you, you, the second game didn't go so well for you. No, that didn't. But the first game, I, you were pretty goddamn fired up, I felt. It, fuck Madden, dude. This game. Fuck it in its, in its shithole. So much fun. Just so much natural fun. It's not forced. And it, it, it holds up. It, if, you're, if you're questioning coming out to the event and you're not in the tournament, it'll still be set up. Right. Come and run some NFL Blitz. It is it was an experience. It's a shitload of fun. God damn, was that a fun game. Well, it's back when things could be fun. Right. You know? Like, I just don't think things can just be fun anymore. It has to be a simulation. It's overly criticized. You can drop the leg on your opponent after you tackle them. I know you didn't like that I part. I didn't like seeing my guys get... <laughs> I was beating the shit out of Jamal Anderson. <laughs> um... So we ran a game, and uh, it, it was a narrow victory for Shude. I, I won 35-28. to 28. And Tor was like, oh, man, that was great. And I said, well, let's run it back. 
And then we each picked good teams because, of course, those aren't good teams back in 2000, whatever it was, 1999. Um, oh, but 1997, I think that game came out, which is fucking crazy if you think about it. Um, or maybe 98? It was before Vic. It's got to be 98 because the Falcons went to the Super Bowl in – who the fuck did they lose? I think they went in 98. They lost to the Broncos. Broncos, right. And the Broncos had the new blue uniforms in that one. Uh -huh. It had to be 98. Yeah. It had to be 98 because Blitz 99 came out the next year. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, I picked the uh, the Green Bay Packers, and uh, Tor picked uh, the cover boy for the actual game. If you look at the game of the box, Cordell Stewart – is, and I remember, I remember when they were picking athletes for the cover of Blitz. They said they have to embody, you know, the game, like what the Blitz lifestyle. And who more than Slash would do that out there running and gunning? Um, I put a beating on this young man that was so absolutely horrific. Why don't you tell everybody how many sacks you gave up? Uh, what was it, fifteen? <laughs> it went from me having a great time playing the game to me <laughs> actually getting mad at at, at, at the game. You and, and me, I, you were very and, mean to me. And Dukes, yeah, you were talking some shit. I only called you a dick face once, I thought. I just... That's my new catchphrase. You can't... I, I don't know what the fuck it is. You can't throw it to the flat. I, I, I know it's my second time playing. I shouldn't be... I should just be, you know, more tempered and sure, understand sure. that I'm a, a extreme novice at this game. But it's the same thing. If you're a guy, you should know You should know something about football. You should be able to talk football. Uh, especially a football video game as simplistic as this one. If you're a guy, you should be able to thrive in football video games. I would agree. You should at least be able to pick up the sticks and, and very quickly be able to operate, navigate the game. It felt emasculating. It was emasculating. I kept rolling up on him, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Then he quit, and he said, I'm never playing again, and stormed out of the studio. I'm not playing again. <laughs> you won't play at the event? I'll enjoy the first 15 minutes that I played yesterday. With, with, okay. Uh, I, well, we can go back to playing as shitty teams. That's fine with me. Give me some speed, though, on the outside. How many times Reggie White sucked the blood out of your goddamn Dude, I don't know. What the, who was the – Bruner was, was the, the, the tight, end. tight end. He's got the number one passing option for Pittsburgh, I'm sure. Who are the other fucking – I don't even know who the other wide receivers were back. Because that's before Heinz Ward and right. Antoine Randall and all those guys. I'll have to go back and check. I, I knew all of them by heart. I tell you what, when it came out, I knew every goddamn player in that game by heart. It was tremendous. Boy, the, the, I think the Redskins were actually pretty good in that game, which is weird because it's Gus Ferrat, like Michael Westbrook and Albert Connell. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, so it is a Friday show. Uh, we're not going to make our picks this week because the Super Bowl is the week after. Um, if you would like to get ready for it, though, you can go to mybookie.ag. And use that Duke's promo code, and they will match you dollar for dollar whatever deposit you would like to put in. It's a really good deal. So if you put in like 200 bucks, they're going to give you 200 bucks. I'll let you know this. The line is, I guess the, the Rams, people are hammering the Rams. Like they just are betting the shit out of them. Uh, the line has moved. It opened at three and a hookah hookah for uh, the, the Bengals getting that. And then it moved to four yesterday. And then I'm getting tweets today toward that it's up to four and a hook. So... I feel really good. If you can get four and a half points on my bookie, I feel really good about betting the Bengals in that instance. I, I'm still riding with McPherson. I Are think you? that he's going to be able to – he's the cover man in this instance. Cover man. Well, he, you know what he, that means. He makes his kicks. He makes his extra points. Rams kicker doesn't. He's missing 48-yard field goals, all that bullshit. I'm, I, I, no, I'm, I'm trust McPherson to be my cover you man. You know who the cover man helps cover. Cover man way. help everybody cover. <laughs> he helps everybody cover. Everybody. You won't cover ever bet with cover man. You're saying McPherson is cover man? That's right. I'm saying Jolton Joe Burrow is cover man. <laughs> Joey Ballgame. Uh, that guy, I mean, when they needed a touchdown against Kansas City, 
tore. They went right down the goddamn field, and he stuck it. Was it T. Higgins, I think, caught that touchdown um, at the end of the game? They just – he's got that it factor. I mean, you go back to – people have been doing some of those um, – comparisons between like his college career he just doesn't lose postseason games yeah i mean he's just if he can get there there's there's guys that are built that way and there's ryan Tannehill. you know there's guys that just i hate to say it there's aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the league by the way the most senior quarterback in the league now too did you see that is he the oldest and now that brady's retired and roethlisberger's retired yeah absolutely um you know who the uh active leader in yards is in the nfl right now who matt ryan well it doesn't surprise me man I mean, he's what has he been? Fucking fifteen years in this league? I think so. It's a long time. Drafted in 08. That's <sighs> a sad, sad. It, 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 had a great career. He's been to the Super Bowl. Got some MVP vote. Did he win an MVP? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I forgot. Um, he'll be one of those guys where you look at what 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 was missing. Like, why didn't you? Why weren't you able to do more with yeah. that career? <clears throat> it's weird. Donovan McNabb's kind of like that for me. I agree. It's like that that guy could have been. I mean, think about how many bites at the apple he got in those NFC Championship games. He had four straight, I think. Yeah, well, might have been three. I'll have to look that up. But they won the division every year. Yeah. I mean, during that run with Andy Reid and McNabb and the Westbrook and the fucking Eagles, they just, you parked themselves with a bye week, you know, getting some home games in the postseason. Anywho, what were we talking about? Oh, Burrow. Oh, the, just bet the bet. I The Rams are a better team, and I, but I feel like this happened every single week that people talk themselves out of the Bengals by the time game time rolled around. Because if you look on paper, Cincinnati, I mean, I guess against the Raiders, I think I may have picked Cincinnati in that game. But every other game after that, you're like, well, they just should lose. And why would that be any different when you're assessing what the Raiders have and what Cincinnati has? Yeah, and then, I mean, I look back to 2019, that LSU team. The whole game, it looked like he had control. You play in Alabama. Whole game looked like he had complete control over that. And he did. It's an incredible um, thing, whatever that is, that clutchness that we always talk about. Um, and it's weird, too. It's weird how sometimes you can't explain how it affects the course of a game in X's and O's. Because there is no reason why you should be able to, and I've said this a couple times on the show, take a nap on the road in Arrowhead against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs for two quarters of football and still win that game. There's just no way. I mean, think about what the Texans did three years ago where they're just beating the shit out of them for two quarters and figure out a way to lose that game. Right. Now, it, it, he makes the game almost feel like, and the Bengals do, feel like hockey, where yeah. you're getting some weird bounces off the skates, the puck's hitting the, the, the pipe twice. It's it's hard not to bet for And him. he's real good. Yeah. And Jamar Chase is fucking otherworldly. And they can play defense. And they can sack the quarterback and they can generate turnovers. Right. I mean, all that shit's really important. They, they, they beat up. They, and they had pressure on Pat Mahomes the entire second half. He was uncomfortable the entire second half. So if you can do that to Matt Stafford, here's one thing I know about Matt Stafford, tremendous quarterback, happy for him. You make him uncomfortable, he's going to throw some weird picks. Right. And if you can do that, well, then you're in the game against a better opponent. Any hoots. Um, what do we have, by the way? What's our lineup? I know that we, that we, had, um, we had Colin Quinn on the show this week, which was excellent. Yeah. Uh, he was really good. Uh, he was at, uh, is that tonight? That is tonight. I think his show is tonight. Uh, he's in D.C. tonight. So if you're listening to this on Friday, you want to go see Colin Quinn. Uh, can't blame you. Um, what else do we have coming up for this week, uh, Tor? Um, well, one one thing that really tickled my funny bones uh, this past week. Bone. Uh, you don't have more than one. It's questionable it if you have one. Bones? It's questionable funny if you have bone. one. It's funny bones. I know you're right, but I, I'm thinking about it here. <laughs> Dick face. You think we could put that on a coffee mug and sell that out to the, the solid dudes? Dick face? Yeah, just I'm a dick face. 
<laughs> you think that'll catch on? People might take it as pejorative. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what tickled your funny bones? Um, your Saturday night uh, was uh, was a lot of fun for me. Oh, uh, good. Explain your Saturday me. night and your uh, subsequent s- Sunday night. Okay. You decided to sabotage yourself both nights. I did? Yeah. You gotta explain it to me. I have no memory. You watch Batman versus Superman? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking. Oh, dude. I went over for 2. <laughs> you ain't lying. You're not lying. Just like Mark and Kathy. I went over for 2. Oh, shit. God bless. It's like drab t shirt. You're going to mark that? He knows I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, uh, oh, those are precious hours I wasted. I know. I, uh, I had the opportunity. For married men, you understand this. If you get a few hours alone to watch whatever you want, drink whatever you want, eat whatever you want, I mean, that's worth its weight. I can't tell you how much money I'd pay for that tour. Uh, and not that my wife like forces me to do shit, but like if you're a considerate person, you don't just want to sit there watching your dumb shit. There's somebody else in the room with you, right? Right. What I chose to watch on Saturday and Sunday night, oh, I, I, that's you know what that was? I directly blame uh, the fact that football's ending. Yeah. I just started making crazy decisions. Crazy decisions. Yeah. You know who's to blame for all that? Huh. Fan radio. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's all his fault. He also showed some love for a big meatball. Oh. <sighs> I don't encounter a big meatball a lot. Do you? No. I feel like that's a food that is universally beloved and that you just don't run into all that much. It's beloved in every form. The Swedish meatballs. That's a great point. And, and that you could slow cook them. Just put the them fuck in. Have you ever had a bad meatball? Nah, it's hard. I mean, the, the frozen ones, they're a little rubbery. All right. Okay, but it's still a meatball. Yeah, but I feel like if you prepare it the right way, like if you do oven over microwave, it's yeah. still going to be damn good. I agree. I just don't understand what like why why isn't a meatball an option on like every appetizer menu in America? Like I've had enough jalapeno poppers. I know that's not a popular statement, but they don't need to be on every fucking menu. Hot wings do not need to be on every single menu of every fucking American fair restaurant in this country. I'd take a meatball probably over a pot sticker. I do like pot stickers. They're really good. Meatball more filling. Yeah. And more fulfilling, I would say. This one was, the, I'm not kidding you, man. This was the size of a softball, this fucking meatball. All right, that's good. Yeah, I like all that stuff. All right, so we'll get to all that. Um, should, what time is it? Do we, what, do we have to leave? Not yet. All right, should I do some ass shoots? Yeah, we can do that. I have a couple. All right, so we do a segment. At, well, fuck it. I mean, people can't figure out what ass shoot is. Jesus Christ. This is Ask Shoot. Send us your questions, comments, or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com, and we'll get to them on the show. There it is. <laughs> I mean, that explains it. Uh, we got a phone number and an email address if you'd like to leave us a voicemail anytime. 385-645-5375. We did the voicemails earlier in the week, I think. Uh, and then, of course, mailbag at chaddukesshow.com if you'd like to send us an email. So let's do a couple. I don't think we've ever done this on a Friday episode, have we? We've played some of them. Have we? Uh, yeah. All right, good. Well, let's do them live. This this is happening live as we record it. Chad, Mayor of Kingstown is 11 out of 10. Heard your review on the Friday show for what is now last week. Okay. What's your opinion on the SWAT team commander's character, Sean? Uh, that guy's a fucking badass. Um, you haven't watched any Mayor of Kingstown, right? I haven't, uh, no. I've, I don't know. I should just stop asking those questions. What did? Do, what do you watch, just so I know? Oh, uh, anime porn, right. Okay. Um... 
So America Town, the whole show is about Jeremy Renner is like a go-between in between all the gangs in, uh, it's like Detroit, I think. Okay. It's all the gangs and then the prison. Like there's all these prisons and he's like, he goes between like the Crips and the, the white supremacists and the fucking, um, there's a Latin gang and then there's these corrupt prison guards. Um, so like he's, it's his job to kind of like negotiate things and do all this crazy shit, right? Well, there's this TAC unit, this SWAT team, where, uh, I mean, they bend the rules some, and the guy that's kind of in charge of it is a no-nonsense type of dude, and he, I think, kills 300 people during the course of the show. Um, yeah, he's probably the coolest character, I would say, in the whole, uh, series, but they got a bunch of great, uh, characters in that series. It's very well acted. I don't, I, it gets really bad ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I it's, it's a little grim for my the first three episodes are real tough to get through just because they're so brutal um but the end of the the whole series i don't want to spoil anything but there's basically a two episode shootout like running gunfight inside of a, a prison so yeah man it's great i i hope more people check it out i hope i get to season two uh i don't know how many people are watching it i don't hear anybody talking about it so i don't know it's on paramount plus if you have paramount plus for like i do for 1883 uh check that out Dukes, there was a lot of grapefruit chat on the show this week. Have your tour ever had a pomelo? It's an ancestor to the grapefruit. It's even larger and less bitter and even more delicious. They are out of season now, but we get them in California. I'd be happy to ship you a batch when they come in. Love the show. Robin Santa Cruz. Well, thank you, Rob. We'd love to have fruit shipped to the uh, to the fortress, most assuredly. Uh, no, I have not had that, but I got to say, while that sounds refreshing, and I would, uh, I definitely would try one, um, I'm not looking for less bitter. Tour. One of the reasons why I like a grapefruit is it's sour as hell. Um, I know you're a big fan of sour as well, so uh, love it. Yeah, when are we gonna do our grapefruit show? Uh right, let's aim for after the event. <laughs> Here, here's something. Here's a, a privileged fucking suburban kid question. Why do people say things are not in season? I I can walk to the Harris Teeter right now. Yeah, and buy a watermelon. Right. Watermelons are out of season. I think. Tomatoes. Are they referring to the best season for them? Because they keep on I growing all the time. I don't know. Everyone always says crabs are out of season. And yet, I could drive down the street five feet to Pell's or to Crazy Crab or anywhere. And I could have crabs right now. So I, I need it explained to me why everyone always says things are out of season. But the second I go to the grocery store, there it all is. Like pools are out of season right now. Right? <laughs> right? T-shirts are out of season. Surfing. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, what are, what are they talking about? I don't know. I, I, I guess if you wanted to grow tomatoes in this area right now, that would be rather arduous. Uh, okay, but that's, <laughs> do we get any tomatoes from this area? No. I mean, I hate to sound like, again, I sound like a privileged suburban kid. I've never, I've had a grocery store next to me my entire life where there's everything. Yeah. Until recently. But like, you know, usually there's everything. Right. Ooh, ooh, grapes are in season. The fuck are you talking about? They're always there. Plums. Starfruit. I could buy starfruit whenever I want. What is it? What is it? July cherry season? I've heard it in this Bro, area. I don't, I don't know. Is that what cherry blossoms are? Cherry blossoms, that's just the trees. That I think that's just blooming. an excuse for traffic. Yeah. Honestly, cherry blossoms <laughs> are just an excuse for dumb people to clog up the fucking roads. Oh, boy. I'm looking at these fruits. They're, uh... What do you got, a picture? That's... <laughs> Why would you bleep that out? 
Man, I tell you what, I am censored. I am overly censored. You censored something this past week. You made it sound so much worse than what I actually said by bleeping it. It was sounded way worse. Oh my God, what could he have possibly said in there? Why would he bleep that? Ugh, heavy-handed tour. That's what we call them. These pomelos look... How big are they? They look rind heavy. Let me see. Here you go. You hold the thing up? Yeah. Take a look. Oh, that's nice. I have never seen that. It's big. It looks like an orange on the inside. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe this is what they're talking about, the seasons. Like that Man, one send a us a grip. Hue. That one looks rather, Bro. I guess that's ripe. I don't know, but that's a lot of rind for me. Right Let, there. Let's do an experiment right now. Okay. Type into Google, pomelos for sale near me. And let's just see if they're out of season. Or let's just see if there's an H Mart around the corner where I can buy a bag of them. Uh, yeah, you could Instacart them if you wanted right now. What is everyone talking about? Whole Foods, Sprouts Farmer's Market, Whole Foods. Could definitely be at Whole Foods. I guarantee that Whole Foods in Fair Lakes got a big fucking pile of pomelos. Let's go get some. Knock down. <laughs> Put them in each other's pee holes. <laughs> All right. Um, boys, I'm one of the female listeners out there, and I'm a founding member. I don't usually email radio shows or podcasts, but after listening to a recent episode where you say you... You usually hear about episodes, and you had one that you didn't get any feedback on. I felt the need to write. Oh, yeah, we had a show that we did that nobody cared about. That's how I know it's bad. We get responses for everything we do, which is a nice problem to have. And if I don't hear anything, I know, oof, yeah. stinker. <laughs> I don't know why, but your story about the bird feed and ice melt of the resulting menagerie of eating the seed off your driveway tickled my funny bone. Literally laughed out loud. It made me picture... A fairy tale Snow White line situation with Chad Dukes instead of a princess surrounded by bluebirds, deer, and other creatures. Love the show. I save the Friday recaps to binge on trips and enjoy the new content and previous mix uh, tremendously. Oh, I enjoy the new content and previous mix tremendously, is what she said. Keep up the good work. I don't see a name here. Uh, she didn't leave a name. Really? Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate you listening. And yes, we do have female listeners. We do. Um, which is nice. I like that. I spread some more bird seed yesterday. I'm getting to the point now. The little, the little fuckers found my bag, so uh -huh. like I, I think it was a chipmunk, and he they burrowed a hole in it, and so like I had to just go dump the rest of it out on the driveway. Um, might become a bird feeder guy because I think it would be easier on the birds if it wasn't on the ground. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. I think also they would be more inclined to like if they had a central location. Because right now I just spread it all over the driveway. It's like a buffet. Yeah. It's like a golden corral for these sons of bitches. But I tell you what, man, it's very satisfying because there'll be like a squirrel eating the bird seed, a chipmunk eating the bird seed, a blue jay, a sparrow, and there'll be other birds like flying around. Yeah. They're all getting along. I've, I've, I've known bird feeder people. They seem as happy as could be with oh, it. Oh, really? They're like, oh, we saw this bird and this bird today. And they, I, I like actually, that. I've been in their house, and they, oh, birds are coming. And they, they say, it's big pop. I'm like, oh, I that's don't pretty know. cool. I, I don't know. Maybe it's an age thing. There's a big, fat blue jay out in the driveway today. I was there. Uh -huh. Butt-sized. I don't know why. He's very blue, too. Very blue, blue jay. The color was really nice. I think blue jays are like dicks. Ass asshole birds, right? I think they're yeah. dicks. I've always been told that. Um, I don't know. I, I might become a bird feeder guy. i got to figure out where to put it. Because I have birds all over the place. Yeah. But then am I going to be one of those people that's like cursing the squirrels and <laughs> getting angry? I want everybody to get along. Right. We have a, we have a hummingbird feeder. Yeah. Man, I don't know how those things exist, man. It's... And when, he, when they feel comfortable enough, like as most of the time, if you have a hummingbird feeder, like they, like they just sit there and they, they hover yeah. while they're eating. But there is a little stand for them. 
if they actually put their tiny little hummingbird legs and they stop and they just sit there and they're comfortable enough to drink, I don't know why I take a lot of uh, a lot of satisfaction in that. You've created a warm environment for yeah, because they're they're janky. I mean, they fuck. They, I think they think they're about to be eaten by a, a python every fifteen seconds. Right. I mean, that's one of the craziest creatures out to, to actually have that kind of fast twitch. How, do you How does it that? evolve that way? I don't know. Idea. We were talking about cute animals the other day, and why are they cute? <laughs> how's those moves? How's those fucking wings move so fast? No other bird's wings move that fast. Hello, Chad. Spring training is rapidly approaching. Any thoughts on heading out to the desert for some Cactus League action? Jared. I think Jared's been listening for a long time out in Phoenix. Uh, no, I will not fly while... Um, I just see too many of the videos of um, the, the, air, the flight attendants just like screaming and yelling at people about their masks. I'm just not going to be treated that way. I, I, no condemnation either way. I'm not judging. I'm just not... I am not going to go through that. I hate flying as it is. I hate how I'm treated by airlines. I hate how uncomfortable it is, how expensive it is. You're putting too much faith in other people acting like civilized human beings on a plane with the screaming babies and the taking the shoes and the socks off and the listening to the phone instead of putting headphones on. I just... People are already unbelievably horrible to fly with. Yeah. I'm also not in a space tour where I'm going to drop, you know, two grand so I can fly business class, you know? It just seems like way too much money. And on top of that, I'm going to have somebody that recently got some power to tell me whether or not I can fucking take a drink out of my beverage. I just am not going to do it. So, love Phoenix. I definitely, you know, if I live a few more years, um, I plan on going out there again, but uh, not, not this year, no. Do you have any desire to do this tour? Uh-huh. I know the answer is going to be no, because it's with me, and sure. it's five miles away from Arlington. The The Nashville Sounds are playing. Hold on. You're already fucking, you're already, you're already tightening up, ho. <laughs> okay. You're already tightening up, ho. They're playing the day before and the day after the NFL draft. My idea mm-hmm. was we go to whatever the Titans draft party is. And then the next day, we go to the minor league baseball game, which is right across from the German beer hall with the pretzels as big as your fucking fist, and uh, make a little weekend out of it. Well, actually, it'll be a Thursday and a Friday. Interesting. Me and you. Uh, hmm. <laughs> One queen-size bed. <laughs> That's my offer. Now I think about it. We could load up the. We could load up Tweedledum and Tweedledumber, and then we could fucking. Uh, I'll, I'll run a big Tahoe. You know. Can I? One. Can you and me drive separately? No, no. No, you got to be in the car with me. You're going to drive nine hours separately just because you dislike me that much? It's not you. I, I just can't be hearing the Candy Crush dings from both no, of No, no, no. They will be just... on what, whatever your stipulations you need to put. I, mean, I told him he's not allowed to have any soda. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Whatever your stipulations are for them to act right, you let me know. And you can sit up front the whole time. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. I'll say that. I'm more intrigued than I thought I would be. The minor league stadium is fucking gorgeous. It's brand new. It's nice for the Nationals Park. And it's just, it's surrounded with like cool places to drink and eat afterwards. Yeah. They, they did it right. They do everything right there. Um, Dukes, do you have any more information when Tapawingo will be out? Adam Falls Church, founding member. Of course, that's my movie. You can follow it at Tapawingo Film. Was actually speaking to. Oh, let me show you this, Tor. I look really thin. Um. <laughs> I actually was uh, texting with the director, my buddy uh, Dylan, last night, and he sent me a bunch of, just pick one of those and hit play, Uh, sent me a bunch of shots from the actual penultimate scene of the movie, where your uh, pal is 
getting ready to scrap with uh, John Hader and all of his friends. How, how crazy is that? <laughs> it's a real okay. movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you see, you there's saw it there, right there. Yeah, there's a movie star, right? Okay. It's too much in my face. And they went, I mean, I just, I have the worst haircut you could ever possibly have. They did me no favors as far as my look, but um, I don't know, man. He sends me scenes every once in a while, and it looks like it's coming together real nice. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be funny. I like all that's happening. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Oh, Billy? Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. Don't be a hero. <laughs> well, what you have to understand is that scene, yeah. right after that scene, I'm wrestling with John Hader and he I'm getting thrown in the dirt and I got <laughs> I got beat up after that. Uh I don't know, Brohim. Um I, I you know, it was supposed to be done by now. So I can't tell you because I'm not in charge of the editing. I, I talked to Dylan quite a bit, who's again he's directing the film. Real nice guy. Uh he's real open and communicative, but I think he's doing a lot of the work himself. So don't know. There's a movie poster. Uh there's not a trailer yet, um, so I think the first step would probably be a trailer. So I don't know, but if you want to, if you want to follow along, it's a Tapawingo Film on Instagram. If you want to check that out, Dukes and Buddy Man. Are you Buddy Man? I don't. Maybe I don't recall Buddy Man. I don't recall Buddy Man either. There's some other nicknames though that are that are reemerging that we did come up for you uh, that we need to add to the list. But Buddy Man is not one that I know of. As we have arrived to a full, thick year of the Chad Duke Show, I thought I would share one of my favorite segments, as it's extremely relevant, let's just set that anywhere, to me from this past week. Duke's rant on people who shit in public bathrooms was not only hilarious, but could not be more on point. As I walked into the bathroom this work week, I immediately was greeted by the foul odor of another human being. On top of that, this person immediately and frantically began to dispense the toilet paper to finish up their embarrassing public display and proceeds to meet me at the sink while we are both awkwardly washing our hands. What the hell is wrong with people? Keep up the fantastic work, Jake in Remington, Virginia, founding member. To me, Tor, the two biggest faux pois, if you're going to commit to shitting in public, first of all, shame on you. Uh, Second of all, it better be a fucking emergency. It better not be something where you could hold it. Thirdly, two biggest faux pois. The second you hear someone's boots hit the fucking tile, if you're in there doing that disgustingness, courtesy flush, immediately. Not only does it remove the BM from beneath you, but it lets the other person know, oh, Jesus Christ, something's going down in here. Uh Uh-huh. Just as important is to understand you've already been caught. Do not then frantically force the issue of, oh, I'm just finishing up. We already know you're shitting. Don't don't force the, now I've got to clean up as quickly as I can and get out there to meet my adoring public. Sit in that goddamn stall and wait for me to finish pissing like a human, washing, washing my hands and leaving. And by the way, don't bring any food or beverages in you, with you to the shitter. Because when I used to work at that fucking radio station, I'd see guys walk cups of coffee in there. I saw one dude, I told you what it is, he should be canceled. Fucking walk a goddamn Subway sub into the toilet and proceed to eat it while listening to fucking reggaeton on his phone. Disgusting. It was fucking gross. I will have to check out the Subway and reggaeton combination, though. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd be into. <laughs> little Daddy Yankee, a little BMT. Uh, yeah, how we do It's not terrible, right? <laughs> Terrible. Oh boy. Uh, Jay Blavin, by the way, I don't know if he has enough in- endorsements. My God. I bought a Miller Lite the other day. Uh-huh. Just has his name on the side of it. Jesus Christ. This guy had a McDonald's meal already. Uh, Miller Lite? I, 
this last year, yeah. I give them an A for everything that they with the box packaging, the cans. Oh, their Christmas packaging was real good this year. They did the the neon lights yep. uh, for the Fourth of July, all that stuff. I do wish they would try their hand. There's some nobility in the fact they haven't done it. I think they do a really good job with the seltzer. I really do think they would. Uh, Natty Natty Light is falling way the fuck off for me for seltzers. Yeah. And Bud Light's absolutely revolting. So I'd love to see what Miller Light can come up with. But there is some nobility in the fact they haven't dipped their toe in that. I appreciate it because the Bud Light seltzer, their their pushes, their commercials, embarrassing. Mind man. But to credit them. They're swinging. They'll swing, and, and they'll say, we'll keep on making different packs and flavors. It's all going to be terrible, but you'll drink them. It's, uh, it's a weird game, the seltzer game. I got to say this, Tor. I know you probably agree. There's some entrants into the seltzer game that are sleepers that outdo all the big names, that outdo the Trulies and the White Claws and the Michelobes. Like, you can go find that Sweetwater seltzer pack that I was telling you about that has like the, the antioxidants and the vitamin C. One of the better ones. Kona is stellar. Fuck it. It might be my favorite. It's a tits. The only reason I don't drink it as much is because I started to burn on it a little bit, and I don't want to burn on it. Right. So I don't get it as often. The fruit smashes are pretty good. Fruit smash is yeah. not bad as well. Bunch of ones out there you not think about uh, being uh, standing toe-to-toe with the Titans. Corona isn't terrible, but they're 4%, so fuck that uh, for a seltzer. <sighs> I'm a park company with you on that one. I've never had a Corona product that I've enjoyed. Not one. I'm a Tecate or a Pacifico guy. I love yeah. Pacifico. You drink Pacifico? I, oh, I, yeah, I like we do. Yeah. We're going to have some Pacificos in a couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of day, a couple of weeks. Chad and Tor, I just released I just re-listened to the show's first trip to the Outer Banks from last February and think there's some of the best shows you guys have done. Recommend those who haven't heard them to go back and give a listen. The two most memorable moments from the show, I believe, happened on that trip. First, the questionable decision making of Dick Smokin. He goes in the same car with Ant Man with the knowledge he might have COVID. He gets the biggest room, parties the whole night, then tells everyone he may have COVID, has to quarantine, and leaves Ant Man without a ride home. Uh yeah. All that's true. And somehow he's mad at me. Um, to the infamous pillow fight between Tor and Ant-Man, atomic pillow shots were landed that night. Chad got the front row seat to all the action. One man possibly squealed and had a big thud. You can't make it up. Yeah, that was um, that caused you to have a life change, right? Yeah, no more horseplay. Can't have it. I've had I, I've broken banisters. I've put people through you know through walls, busted up dry, all that stuff. Somehow you're more out of line that trip than Dick Smokin. It's was. never been horseplay and me have never gotten along uh, because it just it just doesn't. Um, and then once Ant Man, I was concerned about his brain condition. Uh, no horseplay. I, I've well ejected myself. From he that. did accuse you of causing him like irrevocable da- brain damage, but the problem is like how much damage was already there. And it's like chipping the paint on a jalopy. Well, <laughs> he also <laughs> fuck it. That's a week later he slipped and fell at work, busted his head on the. He's a fucking. He is a nut job. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. By the way, Dick, it's, I'm, it's fine. I'm kidding. Some, I feel bad because like, that guy had. <laughs> He takes seriously what I say on the show sometimes. I haven't heard from him in a long time, though, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, that was, we're coming up on a year, and this, we're, uh, we're, we're not headed back down to that house. We got a different house, but it's a very, I'd say it's a different group, because Monk is coming this time, Neil is coming this time. Uh, it's yourself, it's myself, my chick, uh, my chick, uh, and uh, Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. So that is kind of an interesting group we're going to have down there. Yeah, is uh, Jester not coming? I always forget Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's coming too. Okay. Wow, that's a weird group. I tell you, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it was my first time down there in a while, or with the with you and the group. Mm-hmm. I think fondly about that first house. I love that first house. It was weird. 
It was a weird house, but it kind of it had a good vibe. Yeah, I would say, even with all the controversy that took place. I liked the big open area. I liked uh, our little nice common area. I liked our little area where we recorded at the the, the, the bar. <laughs> oh, we had a, well. Now I only I can only rent houses down there that have little lofts, yeah. so you and I can do the show <laughs> up there because that seems to be creatively the best space to be in. It is. Uh, yeah, live from the Outer Banks, uh, President's Day weekend. You'll get some more of those shows. So if you're looking forward to that, then you're looking forward to that. All right. Good emails this week. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you for helping out the show. Mailbag at ChadDukesShow.com and 385-645-5375. The great Colin Quinn joined us this week on the program. Let's hear from him on the Chad Duke Show. On Saturday, February 5th at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia, the Chad Duke Show will be hosting the first ever punt, pass, and kick competition, as well as the NFL Blitz Tournament. But that's not all. We also have a celebrity chili cook-off, all-you-can-eat tube meats, a live rendition of the Chad Duke Show, and much, much more. We hope to see you there, friendos. It's the Chad Duke Show. Very excited. Joining me on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline is Mr. Colin Quinn, of course, actor, uh, host, author. Let's be honest, there are no more worlds for this man to conquer. He will be coming to the Miracle Theater in Washington, D.C. 2422 is the date. That's right, right around the corner of February 4th. Colin, it is a pleasure and an honor, sir. How are you? Thank you, Chad. Great to be here. I uh, was just watching you do a the roast of Jim Norton um, and Ooh. laughing with my teeth out. And it, yes. your, your specials, the stuff that you're doing now, it's so intelligent and it's so funny. And I can't imagine the preparation. But you being vicious to your friends is my favorite thing in the world. Um, if well, you're- that's kind of my, yeah, that's my, <laughs> you know, that's my hobby. That's my that's my stamp collecting. I, I, if you had to explain to somebody that didn't know anything about your comedy the way that you all treat Rich Voss, like how would you go about explaining that? Well, I mean, Rich Voss is a guy that you know, he, in many ways, he sets himself up for abuse, but then he always, I always say, he's the master of the counterpuncher. Yeah. Just when you think you've got him on the ropes, suddenly he starts going coming back, and he just starts nailing all of us. I mean, Rich, God bless him, he does not take it. You know, he does not just take it. He he waits and then he dishes it out very very brutally and very nicely. Uh, he does, and he his crowd works really good too. But I I try to yes. ex- my, my wife she, she loves your comic. We can watch your specials, right? But then I right. sh- show a tough crowd and we put on old O and A's and just hear the way you guys treat each other. And she, she do they like each other? And I'm like, yes, yes, I, I yes. absolutely know that they do. But it is yeah, a, we do. It's tough sell. It's a tough sell to I would say um, a layman whenever they're introduced to that style of comedy. Yes, it is. It is. It's hard to tell people that uh, you know, and then they try to do it and it gets to be too you know, like uh, vicious. Because look, even we can be vicious with each other sometimes over the line but that's the way it goes you know it's it's fantastic to listen to i gotta ask you when you prepare one of these and the last best hope is coming to the miracle theater in washington dc how how much is you writing jokes preparing the humor element of it and how much of it is they're so informative and there's so much history that you kind of weave seamlessly into your specials like how much of your preparation goes to that side of it i mean you know I, i mean enough i mean I, you know, I use my general whatever, and that is my general knowledge. And then, um, you know, just to make sure I hit something correctly. But, you know, I like to read all the time. So it's always that always I feel like reading does help you as a comedian because it just spurs new ideas on, you know. 
It does. It helps vocabulary. I mean, it helps every aspect of your life. Sure. I always say that to anyone that wants to get a broadcasting. It's like, well, you know, did you read when you were growing up? It just seems to help all of it. But yeah. do you think people – I don't know anyone that reads books anymore. I don't know people that read entire articles anymore. It's tweets I know. and headlines. It's a tough sell right now. It's very tough. But in the long run, I feel like people are going to get sick and tired of uh, – I mean, even now, I watch – you know, everything is streaming like everybody else. But it is getting a little bit corny, a lot of it, you know? Like TV is starting to get on my nerves, you know? So I think people are going to go back to reading because, you know, it's TV's a lot, it's starting to lose its uh, the qualities that made all the great shows. Oh, sure. Like even recently, you know? I'm, talking, I'm not just talking about like classic. I'm talking about like even, uh, you know, Ger- uh, Game of Thrones or something like that, you know, like. These shows, they all lose it after a couple of years, you know? Like, I was watching Cobra Kai. So it's not like high art. <laughs> Cobra Kai. And the first two seasons were brilliant because you're like, oh, my God, the bad guy. What about his life, you know? Like, he was considered the bad guy, the villain. But, yeah, he had his point of view, too. But then after that, I'm like, okay, now they it's more like you're watching them try to stretch it out, you know? Well, and it's that's interesting to watch, but it's still not, you know, you don't need to watch it all the time. You know? I completely agree. And I think everyone bitches about like reboots and all this. But I, I think people are so enamored now, Colin, with the comfortable and with the familiar, that yeah. the, the quality itself. I mean, if you try to put out a movie right now that isn't a superhero movie, I mean, good luck. You know, no one wants to go. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro puts out a new horror movie called Nightmare Alley. Nobody goes to see it. But, you know, Spider-Man made a billion dollars in two weekends. I I think it's the audience that's dumbing down. It's amazing to me, yeah. uh, You're right. They just, nobody, nobody wants, they want a certain, well, you get used to a certain tolerance. Like, even even me, I'll watch, like, uh, you know, so it starts with Sopranos and The Wire, right? Which are brilliant shows. But, you know, on the other side of it, I get used to the cursing that you see in that show and the violence. So... Then some new show comes along that's supposed to be like if there was a brilliant show about the psychological effects of an organized crime group, but it was on a network. So there was no cursing and no violence or less violence. I wouldn't enjoy it as much because I'm like, no, it's not it's not like those shows. You know what I mean? So it's also, you know, you build up a different then if but if I watch an old movie from the 1940s, like I was watching His Girl Friday of all movies. <laughs> Cary Grant and it's uh, and Rosalind Russell, and it was like I'm watching these people, and it's all new innuendo. So it's not you know what we used to. It's not you know this couple, but but for whatever reason, I was I was going. This movie's great. You know, maybe it's just I'm old now, but but it, like watching this kind of nuance, even though it's like not a realistic plot. Like if it came out, like you have to almost suspend your belief in movies or. You know, like you have to go, oh, it's from the 40s before you say anything, which is a a weird psychological trick you have to play on yourself. Sure. But for some reason, it was I just thought it was really funny in a way that a lot of things aren't, you know. And even like if you sit down and watch On the Waterfront, which is, you know, fabulous. But I mean, think about how little actually physically happens until the end when you have the big fight scene. You're, You're absolutely right. There's so much nuance and the character development is done via purely dialogue in a lot of that movie. Um, well, you mentioned, uh, yeah, you mentioned probably my favorite movie of all time. Wow. 
because on the waterfront is because you know they always say a great screenplay it starts with the first five minutes of a great screenplay or the first 10 minutes whatever it sets up what the character has to do at the end as inevitable even though you're not expecting it sure and that's a perfect example once they threw his friend out off the roof yeah. when he set up his friend to be thrown off the roof that sets it all up you know it's a fabulous movie um talk to me about yeah. you I, i'm a, i used to work at uh, wjfk down here in dc and it was uh stern and ona and right, Don, right. Don and Mike and all these legendary shows and it, i was always enamored by the fact that you were able to you were cool with Stern, and you were cool with Opie and Anthony, and and nobody was cool with both at the time. Like Fitzsimmons stayed right. on Stern, and of course, you know Artie and then Norton stayed over. How, do you think that prepared? We're so, I mean, society right now is so divided, and do you, know. do you think that being in that level of acrimony and performing with both of those groups helped prepare you for doing comedy in twenty twenty two? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of my nature. It's kind of like. <sighs> my nature is I, I just feel like I can't I can't see anything without seeing, you know, there's two sides. Maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. I don't know. But I always see things and go, yeah, I know. But we're all guilty of this and don't act like you're above it all. And I'm certainly not above it all, you know. So I feel like that's just part of my nature is just one of these people. It's just like, OK, are we really going to fight? Are we really going to fight? Like pick your battles because things get bloody so you better make sure you you know what i mean like i always feel like every battle is going to go all the way at some point so you better make sure that you don't wake up one day and go i can't believe i got killed over this you know so try to pick your battles really you know Did, have you changed any of your process for because it's no longer hey i'm trying to be funny these are jokes lighten up that, that ain't an right argue. you can't make that argument anymore no. unfortunately no. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you changed your process at all because of that <laughs> yeah no i like the way you said that you can't make that argument anymore you're right you can't um i i guess i mean i've changed it in the sense that i have to make sure i work very crisply because i want people to i want to give my point of view sure and i want it to get laughs so to make sure those two things happen you know it it, it nowadays takes a lot Put it this way: There's a lot less time for setups. You got to get to it right now. Right. What you're trying to say. That's what I would say. The difference is. So now, when I say something, it kind of takes away from it a little bit, but it's a, it's a good discipline. So when I'm saying things which shouldn't even be controversial, but in today's world, everything is. You know, it's very, it, it's very clear. Like you know, it's 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 you have to be very clear and very immediate you have to get to what you're trying to say because people and you know you have to stop you have to keep reminding people throughout the show don't cheer don't applaud this is not about that and they still sometimes yell out i go look this is not this is a comedy show yes my opinions seep in but it's still to elicit laughter so when you start screaming if you're not being funny and if you're not trying to be funny also then shut up right what, you know what's crazy to me too is the stuff that you guys discussed on Tough Crowd or, or, or whenever you're hanging out yeah. in the studio with these guys. There are some of the most sensitive issues I've ever heard discussed, but because yeah, you were yeah. doing it in a funny way, it lets the tension out of the room. It lets the air out of the balloon. And yeah, humor's so to... useful to do that. I know, but not anymore. Like you said, not these days. That's a that's a relic. 
You might as well be talking about his girl Friday when you saw that. Colinquinn.com. Go ahead and check yeah. him out. Of course, you can get tickets. The Last Best Hope, the Miracle Theater, Washington, D.C. is coming up on the 4th of February in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, Colin, talk to me about Tough Crowd. I just mentioned it. H- how long do you go in between people asking you about that show, bringing up that show, and talking to you about yeah. that show? Yeah, it's unbelievable how many people have brought it up, you know. But they they really they live in a naive world, and even people in showbiz do. Like, yeah, you should bring that back. And I go, where? Right. Where would I bring that back? (laughs) And people would put it on. Just tell me where, you know. And like, we'll do it as a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I know, but there's no money. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those shows. The sponsors would abandon it. It would be, you know what I mean? Like, nobody sees it clearly the way I do. Sure. Because I was there. I remember the reaction then, and that was a long time ago. Canceled so, canceled instantly would have to be the name of the show now moving that's forward. That's correct, you know? <laughs> so, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, in theory, it would be great. It would be so much fun, especially now. Everybody's like, now more than ever. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. But uh, you Sure, know. figure it out. But find me a television yeah. station that'll do it, and I'll do it. Yeah, know? no, exactly. It's, I, it's one of those things. But, you know, I think about doing some version, variation, I don't know, sometime, but... Uh, you know but also it's like but patrice is also the period of time well like, patrice and yeah. greg yeah they both died and, and they were both such an integral part of the show you know those those two were as it was it were as integral as any part of the show so, sure you know and i mean it was basically patrice's show as we all know you know i was just the creator and the hosts so he was you know he would just come in and sweep me inside <laughs> you, so. you you've been asked this a billion times i'm going to be the, the billion person to ask you if patrice was still with us in 2022 like yeah. how does he fit into the way society is right now you know a lot of people yeah obviously on social media everyone's like sure. oh patrice should weigh in on this and it's like it is interesting i mean i feel like he'd be a i feel like he would be rogan a huge podcaster yeah me too like he's so big and uh yeah probably uh and uh, probably up there with Joe, you know, and um, but who knows? I mean, you just never know. But I mean, it didn't happen. But I mean, yeah, it would be he would definitely be a, a he was a very, you know, distinct and individualistic person. So he wasn't the kind of person that would fall into line with anybody. Sure. It's just his nature was contrarian, you know. And uh, so I can't imagine him not being, you know, I feel like Patrice gets bored when everybody agrees with him and it starts to annoy him a little bit as it should, you know, that's a good instinct. And then he starts to go in another direction, you know, you, um, so I feel like whatever he'd be, I don't know what he would be, but it would be interesting to watch. Yeah. I think, I think you're right though. I think him in a podcast environment where he could kind of have his own studio, I think he could be what Rogan has become. They, they, I think they'd be equals. Um, as far I think as they'd be, audience. I think they'd be allies and equals with each other. Yeah. yeah. You once said that Jim Norton looked like a sandcastle that the children had gotten tired of playing with. And I I, <laughs> I have to say, I, I hate doing it when people are on. I feel like it's the Chris Farley, Paul McCartney bit. But it was so goddamn funny, and it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, an abandoned sandcastle. That abandoned- should be the name of his next CD. <laughs> he should call his next album Abandoned Sandcastle. <laughs> It's just so fabulous, and I, I feel sorry for people now because everyone's everything's bullying, and everyone's you're you know, yeah, minimizing the impact of mental illness, and if you make fun of people, sure. that smoke. And I'm like, no, if just getting smashed by somebody that's quick and funny and knows you, is, yeah, it's the purest form of comedy there is out there. 
Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I mean, a lot of younger comedians do these roast battles, and they're funny. And uh, yeah, and those roast battles were just, they were so... It was so unnecessary. That's what made them funny. <laughs> they were just like, it's like, why? Why? And just, but the thing that I hate, here's what I hate about roast battles. I hate that people get writers and other jokes. Sure. And I hate it. I just feel like it's, but you can't stop it. And look, if somebody had given me a good one, I'm sure I would have used it. But to go out of their way and have all these, it just bothers me. It's like, do it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's what the pride for, me was, you know what I mean? So I like it better when everybody's doing their own stuff. And that doesn't mean you can't have it. Your friend throws you a joke or you're jammed up for it. That's one thing, you know, but I just feel like, you know, when, you, when all the shows started getting writers, it just became something else, you know? When, when, do you feel the same way about, I mean, Stern had Jackie for all those years and then, you know, right. Fred and then Benji. Like, do you feel the same way about radio or is it just in a roast environment? No, no. I mean, I feel like it's, I'm just thinking in roast in terms of a roast. I mean, radio is four hours a day, you know, but I just feel like in roast, I just feel like once they started getting comedy writers, suddenly you have like celebrities doing all these one liners, you know what I mean? I mean, part of the roast charm to me was you're taking the hit for saying something vicious. You wrote it and you're saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I used to like was like. Oh my God! This person saying horrible thing, and everyone knows they came up with it in their mind. You know, it's the best. So sometimes, so that bothers me. That it takes away some of the. It makes it a little bit more of a show to me sometimes when they have, you know, Comedy Central roles where everybody's writing jokes all the time. You know, it's like it, it takes it away. It makes it more of like a a performance than a organic. Like Patrice, the last Comedy Central roast, this guy gets up there. They offered him jokes. They were, I'm sure they would have gave him plenty of jokes. He went up there blind, cold, and he didn't even have the best jokes of the night. But he went up there and just started saying things in that moment. And there's something to be said for that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, you know, standing on your own and not even killing, but just being really yourself. You know? Yeah, because it's more intimate and it's more personal. And then I think yeah, the only- and just and it's it's what we're supposed to do with comedy. And those guys used to get mad sometimes if people came on tough crowd and were too prepared. And you know, and prepared was good, but if you if somebody was trying too hard to be to not be in the moment, everybody get mad at them. You know, I hate that. It was really kind of a thing. You know, I hate to ask you to. I, thumbnail is not the right word but um last best hope seeing it live miracle theater washington dc on the fourth people coming out give us the crux of what are they going to see when they see this show um you know the usual it's going to be you know the usual for me (laughs) which is it'll be funny but it's about basically the tragedy of the final days of the great empire called the united states and you know that kind of thing you know (laughs) Just an, uh, an an analysis, you know, of uh, how it just keeps deteriorating further. The sorry state of things. <laughs> By the way, that's yes. the best sell for a comedy show I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> if that doesn't motivate <laughs> you to go out, nothing will. Uh, is yeah. at, at I am Colin Quinn, Twitter and Instagram, and get tickets. ColinQuinn.com and his book, Overstated, A Coast to Coast Roast to the 50 States, is up there as well. Colin, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you coming on the oh, show. No, it was great. Thanks. The great Colin Quinn, everybody, on the Chad Duke Show. 
Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods, or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. Everybody, I know it is hard to believe, but Valentine's Day is just 10 days away. And what does that mean for you? Maybe you're going to be having a date with your partner on that day. I would assume you are. I won't be. I'll be uh, doing whatever I do. Maybe that's sitting alone in my room. That's probably what I'm going to be doing. Uh, Regardless, if you are somebody who is interested in uh, presenting yourself nicely or having your partner present themselves nicely, if I'm talking to the lady listeners here, Head on over to manscaped.com and use the Dukes promo code D-U-K-E-S for 20% off and free shipping on all of their products. That's their Lawnmower 4.0 full body trimmer. It is fantastic. That is their colognes, their body wash, their shampoo. You want to impress. You don't want to be at a restaurant looking like the slob in the restaurant. There's always one. There's always one. You and your partner can go out looking nice. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code Dukes for 20% off and free shipping. Use the code Dukes for 20% off and free shipping. You want to look sweet this Valentine's Day, head to manscaped.com. Your balls and your lady will thank you. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. So, there's a there's a club around the, the corner from my house. We call it the club. And uh, there's a lot of tss, tss, tss going on up there. And uh, wife wanted to go out because she uh, I was working at the Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday. And then she was working on Sunday. So, Saturday night, she wanted to... Um, Go out and have a couple of drinks. So I said, okay. And then the boys called me up, Tweedledee and Tweedledummer. And they said, uh, I was like, okay. So they all came out. And we're sitting up at the club and we're, uh, we're, you know, having a couple of beers, having a couple of New England hazy IPAs, which I still am a fan of. But um, at 10 o'clock, they start clearing tables out and, uh, Setting up speakers and shit. And I'm like, what in the fuck is this? And I realize, oh no, there's a there's a man walking in with a DJ setup. And I said, my time has come. It is drawn near, and I must retire to Oakton Falls. And my wife said, well, I want to dance. And I said, well, you're dancing with Joe and Ant Man. And uh, I got in the car and I drove home. So they stayed up there till God knows when. I think they fucking shut the place down. The three of them. Um. And, uh, you know, I'm getting videos of this. All the, I said, the second you hear, doot, 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 like that, I'm out the fucking front door. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't take it. it. I, what's nice about being in my 40s now is that my soul has always been about this age. Like, I have never liked that shit. I have never liked big groups of fucking loud people, sweaty music shit. Fucking, I like having conversations. I like sitting and drinking and talking with friends and busting balls and telling jokes. And, like, you just can't do that after nine o'clock. In any place where the doot-doot-doot happens, like, you just can't fucking do it. But my chick loves it, and she loves to dance, and luckily, like, we have 
friends that, you know, whenever on Hill and Easter are around, like, oh, let's go out to the, the, they all just go out and they fucking dance until two o'clock in the morning. I sit at home washing my tights, which is great. Nice. Get home. It's 10 o'clock. I realize, oh man, they're not going to be home for a hot fucking minute. So out the air fryer comes. I dump a whole bag of fucking chicken nuggets into the air fryer. Hell yeah. Fucking fantastic. I get the, uh, I get the Whataburger spicy ketchup out. Oh, I get yeah. my fucking beers all set up and I'm like, Oh, I've got I've got some fucking me time right now. This is fucking great. Go over to the HBO Max, fire it up. I'm like, there's got to be something on here I want to watch that my chick wouldn't want to watch. And I can't even tell you why, but I stopped on Batman vs. Superman and watched Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain to you why I did it. The last time I saw that movie, I was it was in the theater. And I walked out, and I remember saying that wasn't nearly as cool as a Batman vs. Superman movie would be. But then I also remember after the just the fucking disgusting. I, I'm, I'm struggling to put what is a big long line of disgusting shit. Is there any type of word that describes that? Just of who's who, you know that usual suspects lineup. Yeah. Imagine if they all did it. Like you put the usual suspects in, it's every single one of them. He did it. He did it. He did it. Aquaman and Suicide Squad and Justice League and Birds of Prey. Just the worst movie. Every time one comes out, you're like, well, nothing can be worse than that. And then another one comes out. You're like, this is worse than just absolute fucking carrion. Like just cadaver after cadaver. And because of that, Batman vs. Superman, I've kind of waxed romantic about where I'm like, that really wasn't as bad as I thought that it was, you know? Okay. Especially with all of this new context I have, this other steaming piles. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm watching it, and it's bad, um, and it's unfortunate, and uh, I, I really, like, everything about it's bad, like, the Batmobile's bad, and Superman's bad, and Amy Adams is bad, and Doomsday is so so bad like the last 20 minutes if it just stopped with superman and batman are fighting and then all of a sudden they decide we're cool because of martha whatever i know people have beaten that subject to death it might have been like okay all right that's all right like there's a scene where the flash shows up for no reason like there, i forgot there's so much bad shit in this movie that i had blanked it out there's a scene in the bat cave where the, the flash shows up and you can't hear what he's saying and it never means anything and it's just embarrassing and then the past, the last 25 minutes, we're like, why is Doomsday in this? And then was it Jesse Eisenberg or was the guy, a guy that looks just like Jesse Eisenberg? I think it was Eisenberg. There's two different guys that look exactly the same that we're supposed to pretend like are two different people. Um, like Rupert Everett and Dulmont McHorney or whatever his name is. There's just guys like Bryce Dallas Howard and fucking the other one. Um, there's just these people that are the exact same people that people get angry at if you pretend like they're not the exact same person. I don't know which one Lex Luthor is in this movie. He's embarrassing. Um, and then and then Doomsday, who Doomsday is the guy that kills Superman. Like Doomsday is, and I guess he does kill Superman in this movie, but not really. Um, oh God! I just sat there and I was like, "This is how." How did they get more money to make another one of these? Like, how did you get Ben Affleck to play Batman and you fuck this up? And and Henry Cavill is a good Superman. Like, he looks like fucking Superman. Yeah. 
big, muscly, good looking. When he puts the glasses on, they put a, a shirt and tie on him. He kind of looks like a pussy. You're like, how did, I don't know how they did this. Then he takes his shirt off. You're like, I, I don't even know if I'm the same creature as that person. Um, it's just so fucking bad. And so I, I wanted to say I fucking hate you, fan of radio, but I didn't do it because I, I don't know why. But for me, anything like that is now it's his fault. Like, it's his fault because he, yeah. you know, champions a lot of those movies. Not all of them. I should say that. The next night, and I, I, bro, I can't tell you why. Watch all the football games, uh-huh. right? Uh, we'll, I'll talk about that. The boys are all over. My brother's over. Monk's over. Uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledumber. Um, and we're having a great time. And then uh, the games end. I put Blade 2 on. Because okay. none of them have seen Blade 2. So my brother has. It's his favorite movie. But... Um, they don't understand the blade shtick because I'm sure most of our audience does whenever I'm doing the blade bit with you, which is my favorite bit. Um, and so we're watching Blade 2 and it was like, wow, Blade 2, this is fucking great. What a great movie. But they're all, they got to work. They're normies. So they got to get up in the fucking morning. And so they, one by one, they, 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 uh, man, you know, donk off. Oh, they all fucking yes. get in the cars and they, they drive. And it's still fairly early. I think it was about like 1130. For me, that's pretty early. Um, so they're, they've left. My chick's gone up to bed again. It's me and the dog. And I have all the leftover, like, bullshit food that everybody brought over. So I'm like, well, shit. Some more me time. Go to HBO Max. Got to be something for me to watch on here. Uh-huh. I've put on, and I can't tell you why, the Injustice cartoon. Do you know what Injustice is? Is that the, the rated R one? Uh, it's that rated R. Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a comic it is a comic book video game that they wrote a comic book about. And the crux of it, is, I don't like any cartoons, by the way. I People that recommend cartoon movies to me know this. Um, I think you touch kids. If you are an adult and you sit around watching these cartoons, I think you're a pedophile. And that goes for every single person that did your your weird Chinese uh, tentacle show. goes for Orgy Beard. goes for everybody that watches all this shit. Um... I know that's not necessarily the truth, but it's just what I think of you if you in, endorse, uh, if you're, you're 40 and you're sitting around watching cartoons and you tell me to watch cartoons, okay? I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Tour makes me uncomfortable. Um, but I like the, inju- the, for those of you that don't know, Injustice is another Superman is bad because uh, Superman has to be bad all the time now for well, you can figure it out. Um, he kills the Joker. The Joker forces him to, tricks him into killing Lois Lane. He becomes enraged. He kills the Joker, and then he kind of starts this, all right, crime's over. I'm Superman. We're going to stop fucking around. Uh, kind of imperial state. <clears throat> and, of course, Batman becomes like a freedom fighter and is like fucking leading the Justice League against him, whatever. Uh, but it's an interesting concept. And I, I, I played the game, and I read all the, uh, the comic books from it, and I, I enjoyed it. So I said, oh, look at this. It's a rated R cartoon about this thing uh and i fire it up and it's it's so bad it's it's so bad like it's such a horrible plot it's not the same plot as the game or the movies they they did something completely different um for some reason the whole focus of the whole show is on plastic man who i do not care about at all uh i'm fucking watching this cartoon i'm like god this is fucking terrible and i start firing up the fucking facebook i'm like fucking fan of radio motherfucker (laughs) and like he's never told me to watch that cartoon like it's never come out of his mouth i don't know if he's ever watched it i told you that story to tell you this one i i think i need to separate like i have now he is a symbiote like i think of him as the same thing as when one of these things happens so like my first thought 
alone in my living room is to curse out fan of radio. And I just, I would like to say officially that he does not deserve that. And uh, I would like to apologize. Even though I didn't really do anything, <laughs> I did think about doing it really long and hard. And I'm not sure why I didn't, but that was not the right call. So I apologize. You like The Departed. I'm pretty sure that's on HBO. I Max. love The Departed. Why, why, I, 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 bro. Why, why'd you do this to yourself? The whole thing is my fault. <laughs> it really is. You make a great point, Wigwam. Like, I sat there and I had two blessed hours by myself uh-huh. drinking time. Because a lot of times if I have like an hour to myself, it's the middle of the fucking day, you know? Right. It's not time for me to fucking sit down and have beer. Because yeah, you're like-minded. Sitting down and having beers, watching movies is is pretty much all I want to do. You just It's it's your own little spot. You're, you could turn off. Get fucked up. It's the best. No one's, there's no one's, you're not disappointing anybody. Nobody's fucking, you know, because that's the thing. Whenever, whenever my chick's around, I'm like, I'm playing video games or something. I'll be like, oh, you know, I should, I should be more engaged. So like, you feel kind of guilty. So I come upstairs like, hey, you want to do something? You want to watch something? And it's like, you know, no pressure she puts on me. But right. when there's nothing, when it's, I know that everything is taken care of and I could just have that blessed, like, and it's swing and miss. And I swung and missed twice. And I'm swung and missed twice hard. And it's all fan of radio's fault. Well, well, I mean, it's not Phantom uh, Radio's well, fault. Oh, is what okay. I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. I fucked up. It's not his fault. I actually feel bad. I feel. I feel like I wasted the. the, the you think so? Three hours just watching the Batman suit, like oh. for you. Like, that's know, how. By the way, that's how long it was. I know how. I know how valuable that is. That 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 three hours. It's so valuable. When there's no expectations, you're everyone else is asleep or right. doing whatever. You're just like, okay, this is me. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And that's what I, I and, to, and to whiff twice, to whiff twice on those things was, was just unforgivable. Um, and there would be no reason for it either is, is, is the essence of what I'm saying. But I will, I will clear, clarify, Tor, that yesterday, do you ever think about like what you're going to think about when you're dying? Um, Not really. I think it's just going to, I'm just going to be done. Okay. And I'm, maybe you will. I, I don't know how, how it goes, but you've heard people talk about that. Um, like, you know, their life flashes before their eyes or whatever. Right. And I've noticed that I don't know if it's the alcohol or it's the age, but I've, I forget a lot of things. Like, I forget a lot of things that I've have done and, you know, good. Like when Bill Rowland was in here, I didn't remember anything he said. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, that was OK. Well, yesterday, watch football all day. I won all my bets. Won all. Yep. We'll get to that. You did not. Um, I ate a meatball the size of a grapefruit, which was I can't recommend enough. I don't know how how many times do you encounter a big meatball. Oh, very rarely. Right? I can't. Let me think. I haven't had one probably a year. I, I, I've probably gone without one for a year. I can't tell you the last time I encountered just a giant meatball. Uh-huh. Um, especially one that delivers. Uh, after the boys left, the chick and I were watching Joe Kidd before she went to bed. Like that. Like the day yesterday before I got to Injustice was like one of those ones where I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I hope. I hope that when the time my time comes, this is one of the days I, I'm remembering. Sure. You know, it was, it was a good day. Ahoy, Coconut Commandos. Pleasure Island's own Gigantor here to let you know that Ponytails and Cocktails have a brand new album out called Traditional Maritime Music. Their third album features the smash hit All Request Saturday Night and their brand new single Ballad of a Bullshitter. Pick up a hard copy today on CommonwealthDryGoods.com or stop by Commonwealth Dry Goods in Fairfax. Ponytails and Cocktails are also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Bandcamp at Ponytails Music. Good stuff on today's Friday episode. If you like what you heard, well, can't encourage you enough to go to chaddukesshow.com and uh, subscribe. Yes, it costs money. All good things do, but... Uh, 
You get the whole back catalog. I mean, you get a whole year's worth of shows tour. You get the bonus shows. I mean, there's just hundred thousands of hours of content up there. Uh, it's pretty damn good value. It'll take you a good long while to go through all that shit, too. So uh, not only that, you get a new episode each and every weekday. And uh, usually a bonus episode every week, like the one we're going to do on uh, Saturday. We're going to be at a Flying Ace Farm, and you'll have a, a bonus episode there. It's a very good value. I think we've done roughly six shows a week. For now, 55 weeks. Wow. Yeah, I think that's about right. The math, I know we have people that do the math for us, but... We've done three bonus shows in a week before, though. Yeah. You know? And then, like, you know, there's bonuses all the time for content, and it's good stuff, man. Uh, you can check out more information, facebook.com slash Show and Instagram at Show as well. If you don't have any plans and you're listening to this before, well, Saturday. February 5th, come on out and join us. It is a free event. We're going to be out at Flying Ace Farm, which is absolutely gorgeous. Lovettsville, Virginia. Um, we're going to be doing the Punt, Pass, and Kick NFL Blitz Tournament All-Star Chili Cook-Off. Uh, all-you-can-eat tube meats. Delish. Uh, all kinds of other stuff. We got the uh, CD-exclusive episode. Feel the Power will be on sale. We have Feel the Power Chad Duke Show Candles, which are absolutely spectacular. And uh, all kinds of other fun stuff. We have the Founders Fiesta autograph posters that'll be available. Um, all types of fun stuff. We're giving away five bottles of Big Shooter bourbon. Giving away a beautiful wooden flag from Bulls Hardwood. Um, what else? Man, there's just so much. It's going to be a packed event. It, it's going to be a blast. I'm incredibly excited about it. Uh, and it, it feels it feels a little better uh, than, than the last event really? after we got that out under why? our belt. Why? I'm not, you know, stressed, you know, as as stressed this time. Because we come, pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we pulled that one off, and I, I'm very confident that the staff that we got going on here, uh, you know, Jester's going to be there. It, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Jester's running the Blitz tournament, correct? Correct. All right, and you're going to be running the punt, pass, and kick? That's right. What's Monk going to be doing, drinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's chilling, right? He's one of our celebrity chili chefs. That's right. <laughs> Neil and Brian and Monk and Goat and Uncle Bud. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. You guys will get to uh, try the chili for free, and then you can uh, vote. You can vote at who wins. Uh, there's a $500 cash prize, and that the runner-up will actually get a $100 Monk's gift card. So, unless it's uh, Monk, in which case I'm, I'm, I doubt he will. Oh, $100 Monk's gift card uh, runner-up for the punt, pass, and kick, and for the uh, the Blitz tournament as well. That's right. And we Pretty got great. the, the uh, Blitz. We got all the brackets figured out. We got everything. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a bracket. Up. If you're in the Blitz tournament, go to our Instagram. There's a bracket up there already. I also sent you an email alerting, the, <laughs> alerting you that you're in the bracket. So I'm in the bracket? Oh, no, no. no just to, to those that are in the bracket. Oh, Headlock yeah. Gaming is in the bracket. He yep. actually flew out this morning, so he'll be getting here sometime today, which is... Uh, <laughs> Oh man! If he doesn't win, that's going to be embarrassing, right? I, I would say so. He's a video game. He video games for a living, <laughs> for a living. For God's <laughs> sakes, it's going to be a great time. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, use this free episode to spread the word on the Chad Dukes Show, and please consider subscribing. ChadDukesShow.com. Thank you, Gigantor. Of course, very fun week. Very fun week. And thank you to all of our wonderful listeners. If the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you Saturday at Flying Ace Farm. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to the offensive you. Ten out to fucking you.